The Institute of Directors professional development programmes equip learners with the knowledge, skills and mindset to be enterprising and innovative, enabling organisations to become more productive and competitive. The IOD's programmes ensure directors develop an awareness of their interpersonal skills, legal and business knowledge, financial acumen, ethical questioning, decision-making abilities and the highest standards of professional conduct. The IOD is the only institute in the world to offer internationally recognised qualifications designed by directors for directors under Royal Charter. For more information on IOD training, visit iod.com today. Welcome to the Institute of Directors Business Podcast, a podcast where we interview directors from all over Scotland about their careers and business. I am your host, Marlene Lowe, UK Director for Four Bytes and long-term IOD member. Fiona Logan is an impressive woman and business leader. What shines through in her career is a genuine passion for seeing people succeed. I believe her drive to constantly challenge herself and continue learning and developing embodies what it means to be a leader. I don't think I ever really decided that I wanted to have a career. Yeah. I think I have always just done what I am passionate about and what excites me. And I've always wanted to have an adventure in life and I think I've had an adventure in my career yeah. has really provided the backdrop for that adventure um, but there was no set plan as such yeah. when I started out my journey coming across to Glasgow to, to university at Strathclyde <laughs> many 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 moons ago. So where are you from originally? So I grew up here on the banks of um, uh, the Tay in a little village called Newport-on-Tay mm -hmm. um, and uh, I was born in Montreal uh, to Scottish parents uh, initially but we moved back here when I was quite young yeah uh, so I, I, I went to school here and then went across to University of Glasgow. Nice now is it just me or do you have other countries in your CV of places that you've worked? Yeah, I, th I think I got the I got the travel bug from my parents. Like my parents were, you know, really inspiring. They were quite anti-establishment in a way. They didn't have, uh, you know, sort of usual careers. Dad ended up working a lot for the British Council and uh, UNESCO and things out um, in Indonesia, setting up education programs. They were both in education. Um, and we traveled a lot, um, you know, not very glamorously, particularly when we were growing up, but that kind of, it meant I kind of caught the travel bug. And um, I started work initially, picked up off the milk ground at, at Strathclyde with Unilever, who were a, a global company. And I wanted to get into marketing and, and industry in particular. Mm. So I think, um, you know, within the first year with them, I'd, I'd gone over and was working out of the Netherlands, a uh, 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 food ingredient and flavorings company, which was then called Quest International. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and from there was then uh, followed actually my fiance at the time out to uh, Australia, New Zealand, um, and was transferred within Unilever out to the, the graduate training program out in uh, New Zealand. So yeah, um, spent 10, you thought we'd be there for a couple of years, spent 10 years. And uh, oh yeah, just jumped around a couple of jobs, of course, after that. But uh, yeah. 
yeah, really use that as a base to kind of, you know, everywhere is in between here and there, no yeah. matter which way around the world you go. So use that as an opportunity to travel as well uh, in our spare time. But yeah, got to see the world through my career, which I was very lucky to do. So you really are an expat. <laughs> Even in my own country. Well, I picked up, I've got a Canadian, a British and a Kiwi passport for my sins. So Perfect. yeah, I can, I'm an expat of anywhere, uh, for sure. Welcome to the club. It's the best place to be. <laughs> yes, yes. You, you have a meandering accent similarly. Yeah. Yeah. So we're from Zimbabwe and Sweden. So I grew up a little all over the place as well and was in Australia and New Zealand for a while. And yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, well, multinational. Yeah, no. And it really does. It does give you a different perspective on things. I think when you, yeah. um, you know, have had the opportunity to assimilate yourself into different cultures and to be exposed to different working environments around the world I think that's really broadens your horizons and broadens your perspective and then um, it toughens you up as well it gives you a bit yeah. of confidence too so yeah I've been uh, like I say I've been on a big adventure through my career and it's um it's <laughs> full circle being back here in Dundee now which is uh, amazing <laughs> actually and quite a an interesting background to have when you're working with insights isn't it to have that knowledge that you have from all of the careers and the places you've been to then be working with an organization like insights in fact it was one of the things that attracted me actually to insights um in in the first place that the role at that point was um to come in and run their european businesses but also to explore um getting out to getting the business out and established in in asia um and what we now call our new markets um, was a really exciting growth strategy for us at that point so i was yeah. i kind of came in five and a half years ago to, to to really do that and yeah we've got a really flourishing business now um set up with one of our south african um leaders went out there to based in singapore and he's just um we've we've really enabled that for the last uh, few years and it's really mm -hmm. growing now which is brilliant and of course with everything that's happened now our the fact that we cover the the globe um has been a real strength um, you know, in, in coming through the, the epidemic um, uh, over the last few months. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a nice meeting of, you know, some of that prior experience and that global experience because it's, um, it's not easy working across a number of different markets um, and just really understanding how we, you know, meet customer needs in different ways in different parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to come back to insights, but before I do that, I want to ask, what did you study at Glasgow? So I was at Strathclyde University, I lived in Glasgow, I was at Strathclyde University, and I did uh, what was then quite a, a, a sort of entrepreneurial degree called Business and Technology, which yeah. combined the kind of faculty of business with faculty of, um, I did biotechnology actually, but there was engineering wow. as a choice and computing science and things as well. And in the day, and too many, many years ago to mention, but in the day, that was quite innovative and extraordinary. And now, of course, today, these, you know, multi kind of faceted degrees are, are, are ten a penny and, and, and the traditional and the norm. So it was a, it was a, a chap called Professor Macrossan um, who really championed that. And I, I really loved that degree because I've, I am a generalist. And I loved my sciences, but I really wanted to, um, you know, study marketing and business, which I did. So yeah. it was a way to really um, combine those two things. And yeah. uh, it, it, it was, it was, um, you know, we had a full timetable. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, stood me in great stead actually. And Unilever was a great company, and I went into an industrial company. So the biotechnology aspects of some of the the 
um, factory and some of the ways the production lines that we were working on were really um yeah I, lo I love that part of, uh, of what we did at Unilever yeah so when you started your career with Unilever and you had marketing in mind did you think you would get to the place now of being CEO and CEO and all of the really c-suite level jobs did you think you would get to that point um I didn't have a plan to do so and I I did really I think when I when I I had jumped from uh, Unilever uh, I'd had a year or so when I worked for a not-for-profit with um with Greenpeace and followed my environmental kind of crusading for a year and a half or so in, in New Zealand which was a ama an amazing adventure but I had I'd, I'd then come back into corporate and worked at IBM and kind of grew up professionally with IBM um but I got the sort of first taste of management when I was at Greenpeace and ended up running a, a kind of fundraising, a growing fundraising team. I was really quite young at the time and I really enjoyed management, mm -hmm. but not, not necessarily for, um, you know, any of the, um, you know, sort of management, more traditional management aspects, but really just because, you know, this idea of, you know, helping others develop their potential was yeah. something that I really, really, really enjoyed. Um, so we we built a really good team there, and then having come back into IBM, obviously worked in the marketing side of there, and ended up running you know smaller and increasingly larger teams. Um, and it was really just the enjoyment of how much better others are than I, <laughs> <laughs> and how much um, I really was very good at uh, enabling others to be successful. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of really carved out a niche for myself in that, in that, in in the management aspect. So it wasn't a, a chasing of the C-suite at all, other than in the success, obviously, that came from some of the roles that I'd done. Um, I'd come back to the UK after having um, my first child, and be doing a bit of small business and consultancy work that. Uh, I went for the job at the National Park um, and again just the environmental aspect of that combined with my business experience um, combined with staying mostly local because it was public sector the kids were quite small at that time yeah. Um, yeah was was a was a nice kind of way in which to you know sit around a board table and and start working at the level that I'm now at so yeah and I and I found I fitted and it fitted me and uh, yeah but it was never really it was always about the job that I was doing at the time and being just really good and giving it my best shot and getting the most from the people uh, that worked with me. Is there anything that you can pinpoint that you learned in Greenpeace and being in that environment that you've taken on into the corporate world? Yeah, I think you, you, you learn a huge amount, don't you? I mean, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a real student. I'm a student of, 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 of life, really, and a student of psychology. And I think you, you learn so much from every job that you're in. Um, and I think if you are determined to do the very, very best job for yourself and for the others that you work with in any job you're in, you know, and you're open to what you need to know and and confident enough to be vulnerable and say, I need to learn this and what can you help me with? Um, then that that makes each each role, you know, contributes to the next, if you like. <laughs> so so yeah, Greenpeace was um it was a so it was a global company for a start. It was a well, really well run global company. It did something incredibly purposeful, which making a difference is, means a lot to me. It's a, it's a strongly held value. Yeah. Um, and I felt I was making a difference and we were doing good work at a time where um, the environmental movement was just taking off. And mm -hmm. so it was really meaningful. And um, 
Yeah, and, and funnily enough, I think just my career has been, I've, I've worked in applied kind of sciences, if you like, through psychology and through um, some of my other roles. And I think, yeah, the environmental aspects of what we did and what I learned then about the environment has stayed with me. Mm. Um, and in some ways come, come back to being, again, in a very purposeful organisation at Insights. Yeah. So you sound like someone that really decides that no matter what she does, she's going to make the most out of it and pursue it like it's your whole passion and, and everything that you want to do in life. But how do you handle the downtimes, like the last six months or, or year or three years, it feels like now. Um, but how do you handle when things are a bit difficult and it's hard to find that passion and build up that passion again? Hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's a really good question. You know, one of the... Um, one of the most amazing things about, I mean, and there's so many tragic situations have occurred as a result of the last um, uh, sort of seven or eight months. There's no, no doubt about that. There's some real, real challenges and has been for us as an organisation too. Mm. Um, but it's in adversity, I think, that people really pull together mm. a lot. And, and that feeling of community and um, being in it together and just rolling our sleeves up and working closely um, all around the, the world as a team has really brought us at Insights together. And it's connected us, really connected us with our customers as well. Yeah. We have a large community of Insights and discovery practitioners around the world. Mm. Um, and they are a community and they are, they are as passionate, if not more passionate uh, than we are about our, our products and services. And actually, um, that proximity, I think, to our clients and this idea that we are all in an adverse situation um, and what we can all do to pull together, the human aspect of that has really, um, has really kept us connected and certainly inspires, inspires me. The humbling stories actually about what we're, what we're doing despite the odds um, yeah. is, what, is what keeps you going, De definitely. And we've, we've really consciously marched through this pandemic. We've very consciously in a very structured way, um, tick the boxes of the different aspects of the business management that we need to do. Mm -hmm. And we've had our hands on the data at the time that we've needed the right information to make the right decisions. Yeah. So we've really, um, whilst I'm quite an intuitive person, I really like having a lot of information in front of me. And I really have a superb team um, who bring the information that we need at the time that we need it to the table. And we've yeah. really systematically marched through the, the recovery uh, of the company for, the, for over the last few months. And that's beginning to bear fruit now, um, which is which is great news. And our yeah, just customers have been stupendous, which has been brilliant. So for anyone that doesn't know what Insights is and does, can you give us a, a highlight? <laughs> highlight there's so many highlights you know we 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 make a difference uh, it's real transformational difference in individuals through the power of um, self-awareness and awareness of others so our our insights discovery which is our flagship product is essentially a personality profiling tool which um really um is the best in the world and i unashamedly think it's the best in the world um <laughs> it's very accessible it's based on you know real groundbreaking science and it's 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 very accessible for folk mm -hmm. so we create this power of self-awareness and the ability to adapt and connect to others um, through this lens of color um, and in teams and in organizations that is really transformational. And so it really impacts on business performance and our clients and, and customers have been with us for years and years. 
um, and they just they, they know it, how well it works and the return on investment from um, not only do our do the, our learners the people that go through our, our solutions they just love working with us um, but our practitioners as well like I've said they're they're a, an amazing group of people out there in the world over kind of 9,000 of them now um, <laughs> all over the world and you know they um, they themselves you know bring their own unique creativity to, to our work and that's just been has really underpinned our, our success. It's really about creating a common language, isn't it? So people feel part of a community and it, and it becomes very exciting that you can pinpoint, oh, he's a blue or he's a red just by understanding the basics of it. And but I think for me, it really helps you understand how to communicate with people if you understand what type of personality they're inclined to have. Uh, it's just, it's fascinating. Psychology is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and everybody, I mean, everybody's this brilliant blend of color, right? Or a different blend of preferences. And actually, just understanding that we're all this magic blend and unique blend of color preferences. And some of us have more emphasis on certain colors than others. Yeah. Um, and how we can just, you know, like a a dial. How can we turn up and turn down different preferences to adapt and connect to other people? Yeah. I mean, that underpins pretty much anything in life, right? Yeah. So um, we happen to apply that in learning development from an organizational perspective. But coronavirus has been brilliant for us in um, using that as an opportunity to think about RIP um, and the tool and what we could do in the world that is beyond just the learning development business in terms of, um, you know, human relationships, um, uh, you know, this environment, this virtual environment that we're working in, how could that be enriched through colour? There's all sorts of opportunities, I think, for, for insights um, uh, to be uh, and to grow in the world um, and really make a, a much more, you know, much bigger difference. We're already making a significant difference, but to really grow. So that's really exciting as well. And we've made sure that we've really focused on that future, been confident about our recovery um, and really focused on our future. And so, yes, again, that's another, um, you know, exciting part of, of being at Insights. And it sounds like your personal values align very well with the company values as well. So you're, you're moving towards the same goals, the same need to fix what's broken or not fix what's broken, but make a difference in the world and help people empower themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun, funnily enough, I was, uh, we were on the side saying we had a sales, we're in the middle of our sales conference at the moment. And uh, I was uh, going through some work for that around the five kind of values that we have. And we talk a lot about it, insights and really our, our values at insights. They, they very much do talk to people. Our, our purpose is to create a world where people truly understand themselves and others um, mm. and um, are inspired to make a positive difference in everything they do. And, and each and every one of us at Insights um, is really connected to that purpose in our own in our own way for whatever that means to each individual. Um, and I think intuitively I have been um, lucky and um, sensible enough to have chosen to work in environments where my values, you know, I can express myself and my values have been very synonymous with the organisation I've worked for. And I think as a result of that, I've felt really at home in a, a number of organisations. Um, and I certainly feel that probably most powerfully here at Insights uh, right now, which is, which is a great place, which is a really, I'm very, very lucky. It's a great place to be. Yeah. Do you, so you say luck, but is it luck or is it who you are as a person, the proactive person and always seeing things on the bright side and, and making things work? Um, I think, 
I think there's a com it's a combination, I think, of, um, uh, you know, I, I've done a lot with, um, uh, you know, helping support uh, the development of women, for example, uh, in, in the workplace. Um, I do think I was lucky to have had the upbringing I had that has given me an innate confidence in myself and, uh, and a willingness to be able to, you know, be open about my strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know want to learn you know and but also acknowledge that um you know having other people around me who are much much better than i am is <laughs> you know is, is something i love i really enjoy that and i think that that confidence is is I would, that, that is luck there is a degree of luck in that confidence and um, because we don't always choose the environment we grow up in um but then again i would always say that then you know through the power of being aware of yourself of how you show up of how you connect to others um and and also your own um you know ability to manage yourself in different situations is it really really can help you live you know a happier and more successful life whatever success means and that certainly doesn't have to be monetary um but i i think finding what is meaningful for you no matter you know who you are um and being confident enough to stay in that place i think is 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 kind of key and i've i've like I say, I've, had, I've been lucky to some degree, but I've probably confidently made the right decisions for myself as well. Yeah. So you mentioned you've always wanted your life to be an adventure. Do you have another adventure on the horizon? <laughs> well, every, day is an, every day just now is an adventure. That's, that's for sure. Um, do you know, I had a, a bit of a health scare uh, about two years ago, 18 months, two years ago. Um, and it really, um, it really made me kind of enter this second half of life in a, in not not just in years, right? Um, the wrinkles are all there, um, but really just see, um, you know, the opportunity of being more reflective, actually. So my adventure is as much internal now, I think, as it is external. I'm yeah. very, very content and happy. In fact, delighted to be living back here in the east coast of Scotland. I, I think Scotland's one of the best countries in the world. Having lived a, lo a lot overseas, yeah. I can confidently say being back here is just fantastic. And I think we've got so much opportunity as a nation once we emerge from, from the current challenges. Um, and really excited to be part of that. Um, you know, next adventure, I think, not just for insights uh, and our role that we play in the local community here, uh, but for Scotland um, more generally. Yeah. So two more questions for you. The yeah. first one is, what is the biggest challenge that you've faced as being a CEO? I think that, again, our biggest challenge and, and, and greatest opportunity, and that often comes and that often comes hand in hand. Mm. Do you know, the, the, the organizations around 20 years old, and we've been phenomenally successful with our flagship product, Insights Discovery. And one of the biggest challenges, I think, in the handover of the you know, shareholder-run business to, to myself and our, our executive team has really been to take the very, very best of what was an incredibly successful venture um, and the culture and the, 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 the orientation around people in the organization and the orientation around purpose in the organization and hold on to that and protect that um, whilst also evolving it and building on it. 
Um, doing that at the same time as investing hugely in new technologies, new capabilities, um, new ways of working, new processes, becoming a global business. Yeah. Um, that, that balance between how we take the right number of steps from a business perspective and an investment perspective and think about it very commercially whilst protecting what is fundamentally brilliant about insights and unique about insights, which is our people and our purpose. That getting that balance every day is a huge challenge. Yeah. And the only place that I have found to be able to go on that is my own integrity about it, my own balance, and just look internally and say, okay, what, what feels right? What feels like the right thing to do in this situation? And this year, again, has thrown a number of different opportunities for us to ask ourselves that question, are we getting that balance right? Because at the end of the day, organizations are just a collection of people, processes and systems, but yeah. the people comes a long way first because they are the ones that run the processes, the systems. <laughs> if we get it right for our people, we'll get it right for our customers. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we, I, I think our teams do an amazing job of that every day. Excellent. So last question, how, do you identify emerging leaders around you? Um, do you know, I find I just is again a, an intuitive way to answer the question, but I have just found them. So when I, I remember when I went to Loch Lomond Atrocities National Park, there were um, there were just there was a, a, a handful of people who immediately were um, available to me and very very proactive and brilliant in their field, had huge amounts of knowledge that I didn't have that I was able to tap into, um, and really in awe still in awe of what what the what uh, the environment um, bodies do in Scotland and and certainly the national parks. Um, the two of my directors um, from there are now running both national parks in Scotland and I think that's the best, very best legacy that you can leave is that if you clear yourself out the way to let others uh, you know, come up and do um, a brilliant job behind it, that's just fantastic for me. Um, and, and again, I think at Insights, I, I think if you create a, a vision and a story and you have a really strong, if you narrate your strategy in a really compelling way for folk, I think people appear who help you on that journey. Mm -hmm. You know, we've recently um, taken on a new sales director, before that, a head of customer and digital, um, hugely experienced folk in, in either the technology and the digital arena or again in the sales arena, who again, you know, have vast quantities of knowledge way beyond my ken. Um, but are you know presented themselves throughout the either the body of the organization or or externally and they've, they've come towards us because i think they can see as we can that the opportunity that insights has doing what we do in a world right now that really really needs us yeah. um, is just really really compelling and that that sense of community that we're creating i think really attracts great talents so we're we're really really lucky to have such great people that work, that work with us. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. The Institute of Directors is in the heart of all major cities and continues to represent your point of view as a business leader, both locally and nationally. Our objective is to ensure that your views are taken into account when the government is reviewing policy, legislation, or seeking the opinions of the wider business community. If you're interested in joining the IOD, please visit 
iod.com. Also take the opportunity to listen to our other IOD podcast, Policy Voice. To join the conversation and share your thoughts in today's episode, engage with us on Twitter or join the IOD LinkedIn Scotland group. We hope the rest of your week goes well and look forward to sharing another episode with you next week. Bye.